0: Advent, you might recall, is meant to be a penitential season, kind of like Lent. In fact, centuries ago, some places kept Advent for a full 40 days by doing penance, by fasting, by abstaining from meat for the whole season. I don't know about you, but personally, I think just being in the darkness and cold of winter is penance enough, so I'm sure people back then probably longed for the arrival of Christmas even more than we do now, and it's obvious, though, that uh, you know over the centuries since then, Advent has been shortened and the penances have eased up to the point where I have to remind everyone, you know, it's sort of a penitential season. But in the midst of a long and dark and cold season full of penance, as Christmas came closer the church couldn't help but break out in celebration for one Sunday near the middle of Advent just because Christmas was near. And that's what we do today on Gaudete Sunday. The word Gaudete is Latin for rejoice. It's Latin because, well, we're Roman Catholics, and that's the official language of the church. And Gaudete is the first word of today's Mass, now the liturgy for every mass actually begins with a short verse from the Bible called the Entrance Antiphon. Today's entrance antiphon uh, from Philippians is rejoy <laughs> excuse me, rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Indeed, the Lord is near. Well, these antiphons Can also be replaced by a hymn, which is usually what we do on the weekends, but every Mass does have an entrance antiphon. The third Sunday of Advent has been Gaudete Sunday since the 500s, and it's the reason for the rose colored vestments and Advent candle today. In the midst of the long season of penance, the mood and thus the liturgical color lighten up a bit. And the scripture readings for today have an obvious theme, not only of waiting and watching, but of expectant joy and rejoicing, because even in a difficult time, Jesus is near. You know, we have a lot to worry about these days. Wars, inflation, political turmoil... These are frequent topics of conversation. There's a great deal of frustration, disappointment, and fear in our society. Even within the church, we find reasons uh, for anxiety and worry. The church so full of imperfect humans has its own trouble in politics. And on top of that, of course, we all struggle in our own lives with illness, loss, hardship, and so on. But, even in all of it, there is reason to rejoice. In fact, there is always reason to rejoice. St. Paul said it himself in our second reading. Rejoice always. Because, as we heard in Isaiah, God is the joy of my soul. Not worldly comfort, wealth, health, success, or political victory, none of these things. God is the joy of my soul. That line from is from Isaiah 61, in which God spoke to the Israelites 500 or so years before Jesus was born. They were in exile in Babylon and were finally set free, allowed to go home to Jerusalem but they found their temple destroyed, their lands in chaos. It may have been hard for them to have hope. In the midst of that, God spoke to them through Isaiah of a promised Messiah, an anointed one, who would bring good news, the gospel to the poor, freedom to captives, and a sort of jubilee year, a new beginning. We also hear Mary rejoicing in difficult times. Our psalm today was actually a reading from Luke of Mary's Magnificat. The angel Gabriel visited Mary and asked her to be the mother of Jesus. After she agreed, she was told to visit her relative, Elizabeth, who was pregnant with John the Baptist. When Mary arrived, John leaped in Elizabeth's womb rejoicing at the presence of the unborn Savior in Mary's womb. Even before his birth, John was announcing and celebrating the arrival of Jesus. But this was a set of challenging circumstances for Mary. She was with Elizabeth for a few months, and when she returned home, she would have obviously been pregnant. She was betrothed, but not married, to Joseph And that could have gotten her into serious trouble. Yet, in the midst of all that confusion and this uncertain time, Mary was still able to sing out, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Our second reading, too, was addressed to people in difficult circumstances. St. Paul and his companions had visited the city of Thessalonica and established a church there before moving on to evangelize elsewhere. There were many converts from Judaism and paganism becoming Christians in that church, and it was great. But after Paul left, things kind of fell apart. The Christians were pushed out of the city. St. Paul wrote to them in this letter to encourage them, His advice to those who are facing this difficult situation? Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In all circumstances, give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. So we can rejoice always. Why do we have this ability to rejoice always? Well, Recall at the start of Jesus' ministry, he was preaching in a synagogue. He got up and he read those lines from Isaiah that we just heard. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He rolled up the scroll and said to those gathered, Today the scripture is has been fulfilled in your hearing, indicating that he was the promised and long-awaited Messiah. He was the one who would finally provide all that God had promised? And he did. In all of today's readings, we saw God promise to take care of his people. While the Israelites struggled upon going home after exile, God was with them. As Mary faced a challenging time, God was, in her case, physically with her. As the Thessalonian Christians faced persecution, God was with them. And as we make our way through this penitential season and these often difficult times, God is with us. And no matter what 2024 or 2025 brings, God will be with us. Nothing can change the fact that in God the Father's eyes, you, me, we are worth the life of his son Jesus Christ Jesus became one of us so we could know him and he did that on the cross for you he conquered death and sin for us so whatever life brings us we have reason to celebrate gaudete is a command to us even in the midst of hardship to rejoice why well to quote our first reading God is the joy of my soul. Not any worldly thing, but God is the joy of my soul. In all circumstances, may that be true for us, that God may be the joy of our soul always. Amen.